how you feel about Rush Limbaugh, but he makes a statement that is really, really true in life. He says, I have talent on loan from God to do what he does. And really, that's a true statement for all of us, isn't it? You know, what we have is simply been given to us by God. So we should acknowledge that every day. God, thanks for this ability. Thanks for this. Thanks for that. And just spend your time just pouring out thanksgiving to God for all the blessings he's given you. Uh, I read this week where Booker T. Washington is the number one high school in the state. Is that right? Did I read that right? How about that? It's only because of our coaches here. I mean, you know, I mean, they'd be down way down the list if it wasn't for Brad. Hey, isn't that what you paid me to say? No, I'm teasing. No. We have wonderful coaches in our church, and they're a blessing. But we've got to be ready to trust the Lord and acknowledge people and acknowledge God, especially for what he's done in our life. But one of the most frustrating things in life is when we encounter people who take credit when they haven't really accomplished what they're claiming to take credit for. I got a little, little comedic video for you to see uh, related to that. All right, everybody, let's uh, let's talk productivity. Who's got ideas? Yeah, I thought we could uh, share. What if we had a shared departmental spreadsheet? That way, we could overlook our daily workflow. Yeah, I like that. It's a good idea. Andy. The shared spreadsheet was Kimmy's idea. It was a team effort. Okay. No, it was just Kimmy. Tell them. Don't get hysterical. I'm sorry, is there something wrong? Kimmy's spreadsheet idea was stolen by that man, and I can prove it. Okay, I don't really think that's necessary. Exhibit A. As you can see from my dated handwritten notes, Kimmy had this idea a week ago. When did you make that? Uh... Exhibit B. Photo documentation of Kimmy coming up with the idea. Okay, I came up with the idea way before Exhibit C. I don't have any good spreadsheet ideas, so what are you wearing? Okay, did you tap my phone? Exhibit D. Exhibit E. Exhibit F. Exhibit G. Exhibit H. Okay, enough. Don, stop. Andy, you clearly stole Kimmy's idea. What? You're fired. Get out of here. Don. 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 There you go. But sometimes it gets infuriating with when you have come up with a great idea or you've 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 got a tremendous suggestion, and somebody steals that and takes it and runs with it. It's really hard to operate beyond the, the, that happening in your life. And so we need to be people who acknowledge uh, those who help us along the way, because everybody has helped somebody along the way. 
Okay, so today I want you in our text to take a look at um, how God needs to be given praise and honor and glory. First thing I want you to see is in verses 1 through 6, we need to acknowledge God for our past. Everyone has a past. Could I see those hands? Who has a past that's here today? Right. Well, you do, even if you don't raise your hand. And we've all got a past we would just soon forget, you see. But it's, it's what we allow the past to help us do that we need to acknowledge it. Acknowledge that we've got one. Let's start in verse 1 there of, of Deuteronomy 8. All the commandments that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that a man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these forty years. Thus, you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. Verse 6, Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in His ways and to fear Him. So they're being reminded not to be doomed to repeat life, but being reminded of that past that He brought them through hardship. Now what I'd like for you to do on your outline that I've provided for you in the bulletin is I want you to write down one thing under that acknowledge uh, God, acknowledge God for your past. Would you write down one hardship that you faced, say, in the last few years? Uh, maybe you're facing it right now. And this is, a, this is something just for you, because during the week, as you re uh, hash what we're saying this morning as you relook at some of these passages th- through the week. I hope you'll acknowledge a hardship that God is allowed to be in your life, but it's helping you to grow. It's helping you to grow. So would you be so kind as to write that down? Again, that's just for your eyes only. Nobody else needs to see that. Just you. But God is reminding them that He has brought them through hardship. He also goes on to remind them that he provided for them. He provided manna from heaven. Do you remember the story? How they were getting hungry and they were beginning to complain and grumble. And God told Moses to tell them to go out at the um, uh, first thing in the morning and to pick up the, the amount of manna that would just feed their family for the day. If they got extra, it would go rotten at the end of the day. Just to get enough. So every morning they would go out and in the dew of the grass there would be manna just laying everywhere. That God provided. So he's, he's reminding them of that. In fact, in Exodus 16.15 it mentions that. It says, when the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it's the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Now I don't know about you. But every time I go into the kitchen, I can find something to eat and bring back to my chair. 
Any of you have that same affliction? My wife says quite often, why is it that every time you go into the kitchen, you always come back with something? I said, well, I don't know. I guess luck, I guess, luck. But it is interesting that I go in and we find something and bring it back. Um, trying to be more healthy, eating, but not always accomplishing that, you see. But God provides. And that's the, that's the silly point I'm trying to make here is that my, my story is that God provides. And if we would but acknowledge him in those provisions, blessings can come to us. And also in our, our passage that we just read, he used those experiences to make them who they are and who they were. See, go back up to uh, uh, verse uh, verse 3 there. He humbled you and let you be hungry and yet fed you. Uh, go back to verse 2. Remember all the ways that the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness for 40 years. That he might humble you, testing you to know what is in your heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. You see, we go through those tough times so that we can prove to God that we really mean business. It's one thing to say it. It's a whole different thing to actually practice it and put your feet one in front of the other and do what God's called us to do. How many of you would understand that? Amen? It is. It is difficult. can be done. But God allows us to walk those rough spots to be able to bring glory and honor to his name. All right? Now, let's keep going. In verses 7 through 10, we need to acknowledge God for our present, for our past, also for our present. Let's pick it up at verse 7. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without scarcity, in which you will not lack anything, a land whose stones are iron and out of those whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. The good land which he has given you. First thing I want you to see in those passages is that God is in control. Have you learned that already in your life, that God is in control? And if you haven't, I'll just spill the beans. God is in control. How many of you read uh, Rick Warren's book, Purpose Driven Life? Have you read that? That's a great book. If you have not read it, you should read it. But he opens the book with this statement. It's not about you. It's about God. And when we come to grips with that statement, that it is about God, that God is in control, it really makes your whole life flow better. Easier. It's really easier because you really don't have to make the final decision. God will. God will make it. He'll help you. His Spirit will prompt you if you just connect into Him and understand that. If there's an illness that comes to your life, God's still in control. If there's a change in your job or your financial situation or your children or whatever it might be in life itself, trust God that He's in control. And He can help you through that. And He will help you through that. Because I also want you to see that God has a plan. So, 
when God led them through the wilderness, He was still in control, provided for them, but He also had a plan for them because the plan was to get to the promised land. They got to the Jordan River. We read about that last week. They got to the Jordan River. They had to cross the Jordan River in order to seize or take the land. Okay? Now, before they crossed the Jordan, who was their leader? Moses. When they got ready to go across the Jordan and seize the land, Joshua became the leader. You remember where Moses went? God took Moses and buried him. Moses died. God took him and buried him. They go across to take the land now. So I want you to see that God is in control. That God has a plan for you. I love how he describes verse 8. A land of wheat and barley, of figs and vines and fig trees, pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land where you will eat food without scarcity. In which you will not lack anything. A land whose stones are iron and out of those hills, out of whose hills you can dig copper. Wow. Can you see the descriptiveness of the land that they're going to take? And how God is providing for them. And God has a plan for them. And then the third thing I want you to see in those verses is that we need to trust God. Trust Him. Trust Him. And it's not always easy to trust, especially especially when we're struggling in life. Look at verse 10. When you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which He has given you. So you need to trust God that He's in control, that He's got a plan, and just trust Him. God, though I'm walking through this dark valley at this time in my life, I still can trust You. I still can lean on You. And when you do that, good things happen. Amen? When you do that, good things will happen. I love this passage in Matthew 6 where Jesus is speaking. He says, don't worry then saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Man, that's a powerful statement, isn't it? I don't know about you. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because today is going to be loaded with stuff that I've got to deal with. Don't worry about the past. Gone. Hallelujah. You survived. But don't try to bite off more than you need because every day is going to have its own struggles. So acknowledge God in your past. Acknowledge God in your present. And then verses 11 through 18 Tell us to acknowledge God in our future. Pick it up at verse 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments and His ordinances and His statutes, which I'm commanding you today. Otherwise, when you have eaten and are satisfied and have built good houses and lived in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold multiply and all that you have multiplies, then your heart will be 
uh, become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. He brought water for you out of the rock of Flint. And in the wilderness he fed you manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. Verse 18, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. When you succeed in life, don't take credit for it. Be humble. Some of the young athletes that we're seeing on uh, television now, many of them are very humble young men. And it's so refreshing to hear them talk about um, their success. And they do. They, they talk about the team. They talk about all those things. Uh, one of them will be playing today, this uh, young quarterback at, uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what a young man of character. Uh, this young man that was the quarterback for Clemson. Tremendous young man. Uh, he's been raised right. Has the Lord in his life and, and gives credit and honor and glory to Almighty God. Uh, the, the head coach at Clemson. Very strong Christian man. Makes no unashamedly talks about God and Jesus Christ and how he could never have won that championship without God. Without God. So when you succeed, don't take credit for it. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, encourages us in this way. It says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not... Know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Boy, that's, <laughs> that's an interesting statement about life itself, isn't it? But it's the truth. I'm 63, and it just seems like, where did that come from? Wow. Because our lives truly pass by so quickly. Things change so quickly. And we have to be very careful to seize and to grab all that life brings us. Instead, he finishes here uh, in verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But we've got to understand that we're just here for a, a, a short time, a, a very minimal time, and we need to leave an impact. We need to change somebody's life. Help them get better from here to there. Then we've done something good. And, and those can take on various forms. It could be from the standpoint of being an encourager, sharing a smile, handshake or a hug. Just how you doing? Uh, in the leadership, we've talked about how to, how to improve our worship services. And uh, I brought up one time about the hug and howdy. Man, I shouldn't have brought that up. Because it's such an integral part of who we are as a church. We love the hug and howdy time. I talked about the prayer time one time. Maybe we need to shorten the prayer time. Oh my goodness, don't touch that. What seemed to get shortened was the sermon time. They said, now that would be a good thing. Let's go ahead and, 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 and cut that down. No, I'm just teasing you. But you know, 
we have elements within our church service that touch each of us. And that hug and howdy is one of them. I love to watch you guys from up here as you go about hugging people and greeting each other and uh, encouraging each other. But today or tomorrow, we'll go do such and such and spend a year there. I mean, we've got these plans laid out. God, here's where, here we're going. But don't ever forget that your life is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. And somebody bigger, better, faster is going to come behind you. Just true. Just true. Okay? So don't take credit when you succeed. Keep acknowledging God. When you, when you succeed, acknowledge that God is who, is who has brought you this far. God's done that. God's given you the gifts and talents and skills. And then God's given you the opportunities. God's given you the opportunities. You know, pray about that every day. God, give me an opportunity today to share your message with somebody. God, give me a chance to show the love that you have for me to somebody else. You know, it can be a great time to do that. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.18, look at verse 18 again. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who is giving you the power to make wealth, that He may confirm His covenant which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. If you start thinking to yourselves, hey, I did all this, all by myself. I'm rich. It's all mine. But think again. Remember that God, your Father, gave you the strength to produce all the wealth so that as you, as to confirm the covenant that He promised your ancestors. Let me go back and read that again. This was out of the uh, message, message uh, version of the Bible. And it's verses 17 and 18. Let me, let me go back and recapture that. If you start thinking to yourselves, I did all this. And all by myself, I'm rich. It's all mine. Think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that He promised to your ancestors as it is today. Be careful about taking credit. Acknowledge that God has given that to you. I believe our country at one time had a God-fearing nature about it. In every facet of our country. But boy, we've let that slide. We've let that slide. It's not about us accomplishing anything. It's about God doing it through us. Then we see goodness. And we can see joy. And then we need to learn to give the glory to God. Give God the glory. Any success that comes in your life, give God the glory. Hallelujah. I love it when a, when athletes, they'll point to the sky. I assume they're saying, you know, giving it to God. You hope there's a sincerity in that. Because any time that you do anything, first of all, give praise and honor and glory to God. Because He's the one that's provided it for you. He's the one that's given you the skill set in order to accomplish it. Acts twelve twenty two and 23 says, The people kept crying out, The voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give God the glory. And he was eaten by worms and died. You've got to give God the glory in life. Otherwise, the end is not too good. <laughs> in Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. 
So as I close this morning, I want to ask you three or four questions. Have you acknowledged God in your life? Do you do it regularly? Have you stolen credit from God or from other people? Do you need to forgive someone for stealing your thunder? In our lives, let's be grateful for all the things that God has brought us. Not only through, but for all the things that He has yet to do in our lives. He's in control. He's got a plan. Now let's take the hands off and trust Him. Would you join me in prayer? Father, I thank You for this time this morning. I thank You for these that are here. And I pray especially that we'll see the message from Deuteronomy 8. We need to acknowledge You with our past. There were mistakes made. And so, God, we thank you that you helped us overcome those mistakes. We need to acknowledge you today in the present. Because it's you and you alone who guides us and directs us and gives us hope. Our greatest hope, our greatest drive of hope is to be able to spend an eternity with you in heaven. Thank you that you have a plan. Thank you that you continue to work that plan. And thank you that we can fit in and be a part of that plan. And then, God, we need to acknowledge you with our future. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. So, God, would you continue to encourage us, bless us, forgive us, And God, if there's someone here today that has a decision to make of some kind, would you prompt them, encourage them to do that? And Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for lifting us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.